0: Welcome to Date Night at the Movies. Or How I Spent My Babysitter Money. I'm Jess. And I am Jordan. And welcome to this week or day or whatever time you're listening to this week's episode The Predator. I'm
1: still just going to keep letting you do it on your own. (laughs) I think it's better that way. For us, it's fairly early here, because we literally went and saw the first showing at the movie theater on the first day that The Predator was released, because that's just whenever it, it happened. Is it
0: opening day? It is opening Aww. day. Aww. Yeah. How cute.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, guys, you thought there were thoughts on Jurassic World. There are- Thoughts. Thoughts. Thoughts, on and, this thoughts movie. and thoughts
0: and um, thoughts. Let's rate it in- Spines. Oh, we're going to rate it in Spines. I mean, it's a Predator
1: movie. You kind of have to rate it in Spines. Oh,
0: I was going to say Little Green Men.
1: No, we should keep in with Predator. Hold on one second. The dogs of the podcast already want to be let outside. <laughs> uh,
0: the dogs of the podcast, everybody, are Charlie and Madison, except it's not really, really late this time, so it's starting early. Um, the drink of the podcast, because this is the most bro thing I've seen in a whole minute.
1: Well, no, I actually had a different reason for agreeing to the uh, drink, drink of the, of the podcast. podcast. So, what is the drink of the podcast, first of all? It's bourbon. Yes, three fingers of bourbon.
0: Is it three? No, we got two fingers. All right,
1: two fingers of bourbon.
0: Give us, we, like, we're, like, we're, we've attempted, we've thought about making this kind of family friendly. This is an R-rated movie, though. This is
1: an R-rated movie. Okay, so I we could
0: have gone three fingers. Yeah,
1: but I mean, to be fair, I think we both said the F word in the Incredible Stew episode. Oh
0: no! <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I didn't when i put put the podcast up i didn't check the box for explicit content because i think we're a little better about thinking about it right now oh no but i wonder if uh to
0: all the moms and dads we're sorry i don't
1: think your 5 year old wants to listen to a critical analysis of the incredibles though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i she suggested the bourbon uh, I said yes. My initial thought was to go out and get like a can of Coors Light because, you know, if you're <laughs> going to go see the Predator, <laughs> it's like, you know, what's the most testosterone thing you can get? Coors Light, bro. Um, right. But A, we didn't stop on the way back home to get Coors Light because we don't keep that in the house. Right. B, we
0: I... We should say a light logger.
1: <laughs> For this, no, we should just say Coors Light.
0: <laughs> I know, but there goes that sponsorship.
1: That's true. Uh... No, I was cool with the whiskey because I was like, I need a stronger drink after seeing this movie. I'm
0: exhausted.
1: Yeah. Uh, How many spines would you give this movie? I
0: would give this a one and a half spine.
1: All right. I'm going to be nicer and I'm going to give it two spines, two Uh, out of five.
0: Okay, sir. Why would you say uh, out of two out of five spines, why did you give it a two?
1: So before we go into the details, I think it's going to be easier for me to list what I did like about this movie because it's a short list. Um, there were a couple of lines that I were like, oh, you addressed that. I like that. Uh, I'm totally down with the music. And that first scene where the predator escapes the lab is actually like pretty much what you would want out of a predator movie.
0: That's true. I mean, the the one and a half Mm -hmm. out of five. So I think to get five out of five stars or spines, Mm -hmm. it needed, like, story needed to be tight, sound needed to be tight, like, the why are we fighting? the Predator needed to be tight? Because mm-hmm. it, anyway, you know what? Uh, I'll take it back. One and a half for the overall movie. Uh-huh. I would give it five out of five spines. I could have just watched the Predator the whole time.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like watching a Jaws sequel, where, like, the rest of the movie is pretty lame, but the shark scenes kind of make up for it. Like, yeah. this is one where it's like, the people involved in this movie or the people in this movie the cast of characters were not great and which is mind-boggling which we are going to go into here in a little
0: mind-boggling. bit
1: mind-boggling but like the predator scenes were pretty okay you know
0: well like you said i could have just watched that the predator just annihilate the um the lab and then i could and like when they killed the predator mm-hmm. the main one i was like oh now i don't Right, that's that's
1: the thing. They kind of bungled the best part about this movie. They,
0: they screwed it up. Yeah. They screwed it up. So, five out of five spines for The Predator itself. Mm-hmm. I don't even know about... I, I, anyway, The Predator. And I give the movie overall... One and a half spines. And I interrupted you because literally the only thing I liked about this movie was The Predator.
1: Well, I mean, I, I pretty much said the three things that I liked about okay. it. Okay. Um, we're going to go on ahead and say spoilers right now. Uh, you guys know this Ugh. is a kind of a spoilery podcast, but, you know, just so that way you can't say that I didn't warn you. Yes,
0: friendly reminder, this is a really good podcast podcast. When you were in your car on the way home from the movies Mm -hmm. to listen to, yeah, um,
1: we actually used to do like listen to like reviews and things like that whenever we would come home from a movie. But now that we started doing the podcast, our car is just like a dead zone.
0: Yeah, yeah. This one was hard to keep my mouth shut, y'all.
1: And honestly, like we didn't even fully keep our mouth shut. Like you know, we made ourselves lunch before we came and did the podcast, and I was reading other reviews of this movie, and I felt great because like the review from Vox was saying all the things that in the movie were just like, what is
0: that? For the record, we were not in a the theater alone this time. No. And, uh, there is one part, the dude behind us was like, oh, damn. Yeah, and It was so good when the predator like takes it's like little knife arm and it just like it yeah. was in the lab and he did it like what? Four times uh-huh. or so. The dude behind us was like, oh, and it was so
1: good. Also, whenever the, pre- whenever the second predator, uh, stabs the guy in the crotch, I think he said something there too. Oh, did he?
0: Anyway, yeah. the dude behind us. Gets five out of five spines. Yeah,
1: so I'm gonna go on ahead and mention the parts of the movie that I liked. So, like, there were a couple of there were two specific lines that I I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. The first one, it's not even a line. So, whenever you see the middle school for the first time, there's a sign out there that says "Welcome parents and students," but it says "Welcome parents and STDs" because it looks like they ran out of uh, space. I was like, okay, that that's kind of funny, you know.
0: I didn't. I didn't. I read it as students, but that's really funny. You no,
1: know, it's literally welcome parents and STDs, and like that's kind of a stupid joke. But I'm on board for that stupid joke, you know, because <laughs> you know that's just some guy being like, wait, 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 wait. Wouldn't it be great if?
0: How else would you put it? Uh,
1: I honestly don't know, but you know that like if we were in. Th- we went to middle school together. We didn't know each other in middle school, mm-hmm. but we went to Page Middle School and our mascot was the panther, the Page Panther. On on the wall of our gym, there was a big painting of a panther and it literally just said PMS under it. (laughs) And I think by the time we hit eighth grade, they painted over that.
0: No, you know what's no, we were out of we were out of there before they painted it over. You forget the best part. What's that? She had flames painted all around her. (laughs) She
1: looked (laughs) so mad. I remember when I we took our like home at class that it made me take in sixth grade, we had to make a pillow and like you know, it was like teaching us how to use sewing machines and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it was literally a yellow pillow with a panther on there that said pms pms <laughs>
0: <laughs> i didn't go to pms in sixth grade yeah
1: but um yeah so that was
0: funny i missed out on the pillow uh
1: the other line that i liked in there because i like people who are like diehard predator fans and you know i wouldn't consider myself one but i'll watch that movie once every year year and a half or something like that you right. know the first one yeah the first one um that we're We're always like, yeah, this is great, but he's basically just a trophy hunter. Like he's basically, they're basically the Trump boys. Yeah. You know, and the fact that they address that in this movie where she was like, well, it's not a predator. A predator kills for survival. This is basically a bass fisher. And they were like, yeah, but predator sounds cooler. And I was like, okay, I like that line.
0: Yeah. And that happens
1: like within the first 15 minutes of the movie. So it really set (laughs) me up for failure.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah. Um. I believe, to quote myself at one point in the movie, is if they pick up Olivia Munn one more time, one more time, if they mansplained what to do to Olivia Munn one more time. Well,
1: I think this is as good of a segue as any for, like, that just illustrates an incredibly problematic part of this movie. First of all, I think they went so. I'm, I'm going to assume that it was a stylistic choice because otherwise it's just like, you know, it just went through rounds of screenwriting and uh, studio approval and they're like, yay, misogyny. Oh, my gosh. But I'm going to assume that it's because they wanted it to be like in the 80s whenever it was like, you know, the men are talking, that type of thing.
0: But what is um, <laughs> in James Bond? Uh,
1: men talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he didn't hit a woman there, even though it is Sean Connery. He <laughs> smacked her butt. <laughs> this censoring myself in my language is a lot harder than it seems, you know? Yeah, booty. Yeah. Um, but uh, the fact that. I don't know if you heard about this, about the last minute edit they had to do like this last week to the I, movie. N- n- so there. You, you notice how there was no time to like introduce Olivia Munn at all. Like she was just walking her dog in the park, and the government guys came oh, on Oh, you her. know
0: what? I totally took it as she was literally watching the dogs play. I did. She had no dog.
1: No, she did have a dog. Because they, cause they said, "What happened to the dog when they, they took her away?" They, they there was that line in the movie where they said, oh, "Just come with us. We'll take care of your dog."
0: Oh, I I must have blacked out. Yeah,
1: but. There was apparently a whole scene introducing her, and it was a scene of her getting hit on by a jogger, so there you go. But the jogger was played by a friend of Shane Black's, who back in 2010 was convicted for trying to uh, lure a 14-year-old girl across state lines to have sex with her. Normally I edit the silences out, but you you guys need to understand exactly how mad Jessica is right now. So, what happened in that in that situation? I'm sorry, you need to
0: rephrase, sir? You see, what had happened was... What had happened was... <laughs> uh,
1: nobody knew about this guy, because he didn't come and audition. He was just a buddy of Shane Black's, and he put him in the movie. Okay. Okay. Um, they film the whole scene and everything, and again, it's literally them introducing the woman by having her being hit on while she's walking her dog.
0: You know, there's only like a billion other ways she could be in her lab doing this awesome stuff because she's and, a biologist. And this is
1: also an evolutionary biologist who seems to have a good handle on, like, handguns and how to use military technology and Although weaponry. she does shoot
0: herself in the foot. Like, come
1: on! Right, but the next time she handles a weapon, she literally straps a grenade to a guy's back. That's
0: true. Well, I do have...
1: Uh, Let's not get there yet, because I need to tell this part of the story before we move on. Please do. So, yeah. She found out about what this guy was actually got in trouble for. And she went to Fox and told them. And Fox, last minute, was like, well, we're cutting that scene out of the movie.
0: Good for Fox. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, they basically cut him out of the movie and that's the reason why that part of this why that she gets no introduction at all she's just there
0: but so we let's look at it from a screenwriting perspective then like I it makes no sense to me and may, maybe because i'm a woman but like why like a lot of other scientific dudes are often introduced doing what they do
1: you know what the best character introduction movie especially in like a big blockbuster movie that you can i can possibly think of what's that armageddon yeah and you know that's the reason why armageddon is in the criterion collection
0: because it's so ill it's good
1: it's Armageddon.
0: Close my eyes. Don't want to. it's a great movie.
1: So oh my god. First of all, I want to end that story by saying good on Olivia Munn for stepping up and doing the right thing. Well also,
0: like you you often end up in scenes with people that you don't know. Right. And it probably was an easy Google to find this dude. And there must have, you know, I, I'm only I'm only speaking from hearsay. Cause I'm lit. I have no actual idea, but for her to have learned that, like that wouldn't been something that been like, hello, here's such and so who's convicted. Right, and no, th-
1: that's that's the thing. There was
0: something about that guy that she went and found that out. So Shane hearsay, B- by the way, this is all hearsay.
1: Right. So Shane Black in the last couple of days has made a public apology, saying that you know he believes in giving people second chances, but he misjudged the situation, and he went out and he said, "This was this is all on me, and I'm sorry." So,
0: you know, right? But it just again it. It just bothers me that that's how it was written to introduce this extremely intelligent human being that has a very big crux to the movie.
1: Right, well, so moving on past this story, I'm gonna say good job on Olivia Munn one more time because that took a a lot of guts. Uh, Should we cheers to Olivia Munn? Yes, we are gonna cheers to Olivia Munn right now.
0: And don't pick her up, leave her alone, she can walk. Right, so my pulse is high right now. So one of, I think
1: the biggest problem, there are a lot of biggest problems in this movie. I was flabbergasted at how bad the script was. It was bad. Like, and you know me, I'm a big Shane Black fan. Uh, you know, the first two Lethal Weapon movies, uh, Long Kiss Goodnight.
0: Um, I do love yeah. Long Kiss. My dad only cut vegetables like that. He would be cutting carrots and go, Gina Davis. And he would go, <laughs> 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 It was so good.
1: But, uh, <laughs> but then you know kiss kiss bang bang is a great movie it is a great movie I loved the nice guys and uh I
0: remember the nice but I remember I didn't hate it I remember I liked it you actively
1: said that you liked it
0: right but I'm allowed to think on it and sometimes when I think on things too hard
1: right well there you go Um,
0: (laughs) don't pick me up Jordan uh,
1: I I don't pick you up (laughs) um anyway uh and then uh I thought Iron Man 3 was actually pretty good Uh, oh
0: I did I've I'm a fan of all the iron mans but yes
1: yeah so i was flabbergasted at how clever of a screenwriter shane black can be how bad this script was the one-liners were not very good uh the the tiebacks to the original predator movies were like just lazy yeah like where she where she first sees the predator and she says you are one beautiful mother but
0: my god it felt like it felt like um, ADR. It was like that's not originally what she said, but then we're like, yeah.
1: Well, you you know, I know it's been a while since you've seen the first Predator movie, but that's what Arnold says the first time you see Predator take the right. Mask but off. it's
0: but what I'm saying is, is it didn't sound natural coming out of her well, face.
1: Should we talk about the sound right now?
0: We can. All well, right. I but I'm just saying as a line, like a line in yeah. her character. Uh huh. It. She
1: doesn't swear for the whole rest of the movie. It
0: makes and she says two mfers twice in a row. But yes, let's talk about the sound editing because oh my, uh. Mm.
1: Let's just put it this way: so the conceptual sound design is fine—the sounds of the predators, the sounds of the laser blasts, and like you know, like whenever they put gun gun firing sounds next to the gun. And it shots. doesn't
0: deafen you; like the whole yeah. movie doesn't. De- it's not like um. Oh, what's that Johnny Depp movie shot in Chicago? Oh, uh, Public, Public Enemy. Oh my gosh, the sound design went at that yeah. in the theaters. Oof. Yeah. So it wasn't Public Enemies in theater. It's better in, but like, and like the Predator running. Yeah. So
1: all the conceptual stuff was pretty good. And that's what, that's what I do. You know, I do some mixing whenever the move, whenever, you know, money comes along, but I prefer to do the conceptual, the creative stuff. But let's just put it like this I'm working on a movie right now. It's just a little indie, you know, not making a whole lot of money. There's no, there was no budget for this. You know, the guys who are putting it together are putting it together as a labor of love, and that's great. Um, but I've been going back and doing not only all the conceptual sound design, but all just like the utility sound mixing as well. Yeah. And if I had left the dialogue the way that it was made in that it was left in the Predator, I would have been fired because the thing that you know, for those of you in the know, I'm just going to be repeating things. But for those of you who, again, don't really know the process behind making films, you know, recording on set sound is hard, and you're very rarely going to just leave exactly what you record in yeah. the final thing. You know, well, you're gonna and... you're gonna re ADR a lot of lines. Yeah. Uh, and one big thing is that you have to make sure to get like room tone because if somebody's not talking and they need to like cut out like a cricket sound or something like that. Yes. They're just going to literally cut off that audio file. And then if you leave that alone, it's just purely silent and you can hear dead silence. Yeah.
0: And to, and to piggyback off, he said the sound, the, the boom operator, the sound mixer on set that can make it make or break you. Mm-hmm. Like you could have the fanciest camera on earth and bad sound will ruin your movie. and. It, they're the last on set to even be considered like yeah
1: it's literally one of the worst jobs on set it's, it's the reason so hard it's the reason i don't really do it that much anymore because i did it for a while and i was like you know what i'm done uh but yeah like you need to have somebody who really knows their stuff doing that yeah so here they didn't put any room tone on there so like if they needed to cut out like you know the director saying you, you know every time they cut it out it's because the director said cut right because whenever you're recording it obviously if i'm if we're filming a scene and i'm behind camera and i say cut or if i say i asked for turkey not ham then you're going to hear that in the sh- in the right. shot right
0: and traditionally like a scene they'll say the last line let it breathe cut Right. very re- are you- <sighs>
1: So in this movie, they were literally chopping in between dialogue sounds like within like two seconds of each other. So what you hear is you hear the sound of an absolute zero silence.
0: And you uh, know that they recorded. Um, yeah. They, it, you know, they recorded that room tone.
1: So it's either incompetence or laziness. And honestly, I don't know which one is worse. Yeah. Because that- here's the thing is I'm really forgiving about about sound because i understand how hard it is to get right and how a million things can go wrong and you just have to try and make it work uh and i'm sure that there have been other times where they cut some corners in other movies that i like that i've never really noticed this is the first experience in a major a-list motion picture that i can remember hearing oh my god this the sound is just terrible it's amateur and again it's something that i would have been fired for on a little 500 dollars job
0: Yeah. And it just completely cuts out. Yeah. And it, it's really distracting. Uh
1: I mean, maybe that's one thing I'll put up on Instagram. I'll put an example up of like dialogue whenever there's like zero silence in there. So that way you guys can hear exactly how that sounds.
0: And, 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 you know, I didn't notice it in the second half of the movie. Well, th-
1: the thing is, is that.
0: Cause it ends up being, I mean, it's so much chaos. Yeah. So, so,
1: so they still probably did that all over the place, but they were adding in gunshot effect or adding in footsteps. They were adding in. Mm, so you would never yeah. notice it. And not only that, but they had more music in there too. Uh, the scenes where you could really notice it or was there where there was dialogue with no music. Cause normally music can mask a lot of that. But, um, you know, I hope you've enjoyed Tech Talk with Jordan and Jessica. And now,
0: uh, we told you this was a geek. This is,
1: yeah, it's Inception is uh, from geekiness. So, bottom line, the sound editing was terrible in this movie. It, uh. it is the worst example of sound editing in a major motion picture that I can think of I might have ever heard. Yes. Cool. So what else did you hate about this movie, Jessica?
0: Um... Boy, can we talk about something I also loved? Yes. Dog 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 then the pimple came out, and it was like, oh, no, a pimple. Yeah. And then it ended up being really sweet, and then it did nothing.
1: Yeah, so there is a scene in the movie where uh, Jacob Tremblay, who plays the kid, which is a Shane Black movie, so there's always going to be a little precocious, cute kid. I will give him credit for not setting this movie at Christmas, though. Touché. Yeah. But, um, so... <laughs>
0: This it is right Halloween. After,
1: yeah, this is right after the scene where the kid kills a guy. Mm. So, so
0: Yeah, he kills a guy. The
1: kid and- goes trick or treating in the Predator mask because he thinks it's sent to him long convoluted plot, blah blah blah. It's sent to him and he has he's somewhere on the autism spectrum. Uh so
0: but I don't think it was sent to him. Well, no, he just it, saw it and yeah, then opened it. Yeah,
1: it, hap- it happened upon him and they gloss over that in the movie and we're just going to move past that ourselves. Or
0: there's plenty of problems in oh, it's Yeah, plenty. it's another
1: script problem. But he thinks it's a video game and then he goes out for Halloween and he puts it on his face. So he goes like you see the shot of this little 12-year-old kid trick-or-treating in a predator uh, in a full-size predator uh mask and that's actually pretty cool. It's pretty cute. Yeah, and then Accidentally this guy comes out is like, hey, what are you kids doing? And the Predator mask shoots the guy on his front door. No, it wasn't
0: that simple because the bullies started picking on him. And then the guy was like, remember it only does things for when it feels threatened. Yeah.
1: So so the mask is sentient, apparently. Yes. Um, but then yeah, he just blows this guy away and blows up his house, and they never mention it again. They just
0: let it be that this well, how old do you think he is? Eight?
1: I mean, he was like he was eight whenever they filmed Room.
0: Okay, anyway, he's very small, Yeah. so I guess he was like, what, 11 or
1: 12? Well, he's so, in middle school, yeah, so... Yeah, so he was in sixth grade, they said.
0: Okay, so he's like, what, 11? 11 or 12.
1: So so yeah, they just have this 11-year-old murder a guy, and they never bring it up again.
0: It's so bizarre, and then this dog comes out, and he pets him, and then they turn around, and then the predator, predator is there with his dogs, and I thought... That either this dog was going to be part of it, and then nothing, and maybe was it was it poor foreshadowing that there were dogs, so here, but we already saw the so alien dogs. I don't
1: know. Here's the thing: is that this movie also suffers from some really lazy and incompetent editing, um, all over the place. Like we already mentioned, the one problematic scene. Uh, but like there are cuts that happen so fast. You can't tell what happens. They, at one point towards the end of the movie, they kill a main character. And literally, if you blink, you miss what happens. Which one? Uh, Sterling K. Brown. He died? Yeah. You remember whenever I ran over to you, I was like, whose head just blew up? That was him.
0: <gasps> uh-uh. Yeah. Yep. Guys, I blinked. Yeah. I blinked. I missed it. I just was glad that he was done talking. I was, I, to me, Sterling K. Brown can do no wrong except in this movie.
1: So I'm going to talk about the dog editing scene real quick, and then I want to talk about the characters. Okay. So in the dog editing scene, it's another haphazard form of editing. Like the dog just disappears in the middle of this fight. Yeah. Um, and then it, they do a shot of it at the very end when they're at the point when they're all loading up in this RV, which we don't know where they got that RV from. It's like the
0: magic school bus. Exactly. Like all of a sudden they're in it. They
1: wished for it and it came. Just like the room of requirement. Um. But uh, And then there's a shot of the dog running towards uh, what we think is the RV. Apparently, it was just a shot of the dog running back home or something, so that way they could show that they didn't kill the dog.
0: Right. Another tech alert, everybody. So the travel of directions, you've got basically if you want characters to be running in one direction, you have to pick the direction of travel. So in this one, they were running kind of left to right in order to get to the RV. The dog was running left to right and Jordan I was like well where'd the dog go was running towards the RV and Jordan's like no it ran away I was like then it needed to be running right to left like that's it just basically again it was it
1: it literally if they would have just reversed that shot then it would have been a little more clear yeah but the fact that nobody thought of that
0: well uh, and here's the thing we can't assume we both have been in full productions before and we can't assume that it did or did not happen because who knows, I I've never worked with Shane black. I don't know what he's like in the editing room. If he was like, do not change that. Yeah. I want them to think it's running towards, you know, sometimes editors. And as you well know, how many times have you done something and you're like, well, I didn't really love that. I don't know how many, and how many stunt sequences have I done that like were really rad and they cut it. And Mm -hmm. you're like, but that made the whole thing better. Then why did you? So anyway, yeah. So, Anyway.
1: So, yeah, the editing is just bad in this movie. Between characters getting killed off in, like, a millisecond, uh, we don't know where the dog is running to, there's no character introduction for a very specific reason. The editing is just bad. The The post-production side of this, which is editing, sound editing, all that kind of stuff, except for the music, was just a mess in this movie.
0: It was a mess. So, and I And I wonder, I don't know the editors and everybody who was a part of it, but... I'm wondering what happened.
1: Yeah, there's got to be an explanation there's, for the mess that this movie yeah, is. Yeah, because it
0: can't just be—the buck, buck always stops at the director, right. truth be told. Whether or not it w- maybe unraveled, I've been a part of productions on, on the director's side on shorts that unraveled, and it is what it is, but again, for a major motion studio picture, it's hard—it's like something happened.
1: Well, and apparently they went back and reshot the whole third act— uh okay so like it's not like they it's not like they were rushing through and they're like oh good just put it out like that like there were there were rounds of notes and that were enough to say you need to reshoot half an hour of this movie so wow so that's a lot yeah like apparently the whole like from the time whenever they are in the forest on because they want to take place at night apparently
0: okay i did oh oh, i did love them running at daybreak uh uh-huh when the before they jump on the ship, I loved that yeah, shot. I,
1: I actually, I actually did like the fact that it felt like they were working through sunrise on this.
0: Yeah, like oh, that I did part. Like that. that
1: part was pretty cool. Yeah. So the characters in this movie, I was trying to think of this. I have my phone out in front of me just to make sure I get the names right. Yeah. But I've been thinking about this on the way. This was a movie that happened to make uh that happened to make Sterling K- Sterling K Brown have no charisma.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. Uh,
1: it had uh, Thomas Jane be not very watchable.
0: Oh my God, Tourette's guys. For the record, Tourette's doesn't just go away. Right.
1: It made Keegan Michael Key not funny.
0: How? How?
1: Yeah. And it made Jacob Tremblay unlikable.
0: Yeah. And I I really appreciated that they put him on the autistic spe- spectrum. Yeah. And I really loved that they were like, this is higher evolution like this is next and i kind of agree i mean if you think about rain man like yeah wicked wicked smart just so wicked smart um and i don't know there was some things to appreciate and i appreciated there was a character with tourette's but it was comic book tourette's yeah
1: so it was comic book tourette's and it's played by tom jane who's normally a much more solid actor yeah um but he uh his Tourette's goes away when he, like, becomes reassured of himself. He starts to be a killing machine. Yeah, and it's almost like his Tourette's was a psychosomatic uh, symptom of a bigger problem. It's like, a no. A
0: psychosomatic symptom. What's that from again? Basically insecure. Is that guys and dolls? It sure is. All right, there we go. So, um, and I, so I, I work, I have a co-worker with, uh, with Tourette's, and his experience you would, you would have no idea that this young man ha- has Tourette's. Um, and he's gone through a lot of physical therapy, a lot of just general, general therapy, and he has ways, genuinely, you would have no idea until he told you and you would notice some very minor things. Mm-hmm. But he's literally worked his whole life for that. Yeah. And I'm sure in high intensity moments, that's actually when it would quite possibly be triggered. And so it just. But in this movie, it just
1: disappears. And
0: they just made they also it was a gross assumption about those things. It wasn't based in truth or reality. And I know this is a meathead movie. Like, I know that. But when you're dealing with, quote, disabilities, when you're dealing with, quote, not the social norm, like it needed to be more mindful. because to me, it's actually it's. And as people that do not have either, and I don't want to say suffer because I don't think those these individuals suffer. But I also think that was really lazy.
1: Yeah, no, the whole thing is that like the group of main characters all suffer from some form of like PTSD. And there were a couple of moments where they did that right, like where uh, Key was like he, he yeah. was going through PTSD, and then Tom Jane was just like, no, he uh, no, he this happens every so often. just let him work through it. Yeah, like that part was good. Honestly, I liked their relationship. I did too. Yeah. Best Um, friends. Yeah. But like, I I don't know. Real quick, let's take a quick break. And uh, we'll be back with more. take a break. With more thoughts on this movie.
0: Hey Jordan, is it really fun to try to find a healthy place to eat with me? God no.
1: My body runs off of sugar and processed food and yours decidedly does not.
0: (laughs) That's fair. So, if you happen to be in Atlanta, definitely head down to Peachtree City to the Fit Kitchen ATL. The Fit Kitchen is a premier fast casual design, your own salads, wraps, and poke bowls restaurant. As fit as you want to be. So head on down to Peachtree City, Georgia, and whether you want to be as fit as a stuntwoman or healthy as a composer. So let's
1: aim for slightly above composer body. <laughs>
0: Then you definitely need to head down to the Fit Kitchen ATL. So you can follow on Instagram at The Fit Kitchen ATL. Again, The Fit Kitchen ATL. Or the website www.thefitkitchenatl.com. Again, www.thefitkitchenatl.com.
1: All right, guys, we're back. Uh, hello. So what else do we want to mention about this movie?
0: Well, I just want to link it back to Christopher Robin that we just watched. Um, as odd as that sounds, yeah. your, your eyebrows did something amazing at me. Just <laughs> <now>. <laughs> um, we, we ended our last, um, before the break, we were talking about how these characters I felt were mishandled because they weren't grounded. And so they kind of just felt like jokes, which is such a shame because overall it was really good editing. Uh, it was overall really good storytelling. Mm-hmm. And um, it could have been. And w- in Winnie the Pooh, a lot of the characters are based out of some sort of mental disability or struggle. That,
1: that's at least the theory, right? That's like, the, one of
0: the theories. Yeah. Um, and something that's so kind and inclusive. And then you have this that's like, this guy has Tourette's. Kinda. This guy uh-huh. has autism. Kinda how we see it. This guy has P- Well, we all have PTSD. And um and th- and did you notice that the the other one of the other guys is um from Game of Thrones? Yeah. So it was nice to see him. Not so. Patsy-ish. Yeah,
1: except uh, I'm pretty sure in that first scene he was doing an American accent, and then he slipped back into English. I don't know. If I thought the, it was
0: English the whole time.
1: Maybe I just didn't note. I didn't notice it as well. Oh, but well, I
0: thought I. So what was odd to me is I thought it was English the whole time, mm-hmm. um, a British accent the whole time. But I was like, then why? How are you in, a, in an American? Yeah, they, they never
1: they never explained that part of it.
0: Right, and not to say that you can't be.
1: All they would need to be is like you know how, you're British. How are you an American soldier? And he's like it's called citizenship. And like you know, th- right? You I just think it's like
0: bizarre. That. I just it just, none also, of it made sense. It's because... also
1: bizarre because that is a moment where you would expect Shane Black to come up with some kind of like clever quip or something like that. Uh, like it sets him up so perfectly to do what he does well, and yeah. he just didn't take it.
0: No, uh, I. <sighs> <sighs>
1: this movie guys i mean honestly i think this might be this is at least the worst movie i've seen all year yes this is definitely the worst movie we've seen since the podcast and you guys heard our jurassic world 2 episode
0: yeah and i just think i mean honestly when they killed the predator i was like uh uh-oh Going so, to hell now.
1: So here's here's the thing. So the movie starts off with one predator who they're fighting and all that stuff, and like he's the one who escapes the lab and has that really awesome. Is it? Is
0: technically is. Is that Predator like the T-Rex? Like it's the original Predator, no, is ap-
1: it? So apparently what I've read is that, I, I know you don't remember much about Predators, the last one, Mm-mm. but you you remember uh, there's a scene where like they go find like a shrine or campfire or something like that, and they yes. have one of the Predators who's tied up. Yeah. Apparently that's supposed to be that same one.
0: Oh, Yeah. I De- did like the- The um, Derek
1: Mears Predator.
0: Yeah, Derek Mears, mm-hmm. Mr. Mears. You're great.
1: Yeah, we need to we need to find a reason to have him on. Sometime. I know
0: he's so great. It yeah. was so good to talk to you at Carmen and Julio's wedding. I hope you listen to this because you're really super big fan, um, slash you're a really really cool dude, and um, I'm really glad I shared some really funny things with you. Um, but it uh, just I wish it had been clearer. Um, some so, so uh, Predator wise, I just really dug that Predator. I just yeah. I love how he I love. I just liked that predator. I just wanted to watch that. And I, cause I, the, the soldiers, man, the minute any of them started talking, I was like, none of you, I care nothing about any yeah. of you. And I don't know how they did that because they the, tried to make them.
1: The main character was just like, Hey, he was just a Southern stereotype. He
0: was. Yeah.
1: Um, and there were times where like he would do his accent. I'm sure he ADR did or something like that, but he was basically talking like this. Oh my
0: God. Was it out? Was it, oh.
1: I mean, he might- Was it
0: Air Force One? No, not Air Force One, Con Air.
1: Is it Con Air? <laughs> uh, almost. I would I would do no, it. In- that con-
0: no, that's I- much worse. No,
1: I would relate this one more to Sandra Bullock and the Blind Side. Oh.
0: I want to let all of you know that the two people talking to you right now, even though we are, you know, dirty Californians, um, actually – We're Southern. Yeah, we
1: grew up in the South.
0: We grew up in the South. This, everyone, is kind of what most of us sound like. One day we'll get a a sound blurb of my mother, who is from a very rural county in the South, and she still doesn't sound like Sandra Bullock in the Blind blind Side. Yeah. um, Even from Texas. You
1: can can get a Southern accent out of me whenever I get really mad or whenever I've had a little too much to drink. Mm. But yeah, for the most part, like we don't, we may have a drawl, but we don't put it out like the. No one talks like that. Yeah, no, no one. one talks like and that. And honestly, if you talk like that, even Southerners are like, "Is he okay?"
0: <laughs> like I, like my pappy had a really big Southern accent, but he also he talked fast. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get we'll get Kelsey Martis on. Yeah, we'll need we need to talk to a movie with Kelsey. So.
1: So yeah, so like we just weren't fans of the main characters. Um, I just th- this yeah. movie this movie does two things that bug the heck out of me, and this will lead into what I was about to say before we started talking about Southern accents. <laughs> yeah. um, it does the thing where it's like you know, like the kid is so special, kind of like what Jurassic World did with Cloney McCloneface, Cloney
0: where- McCloneface.
1: Yeah. So, um, like where it's like the kid is so special that they literally have him working for the military at the end of this movie. And like, that's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. And it's really distracting when you force that in there.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I just, he's allowed to be super wicked smart and he's allowed to be super wicked special and all of those things. But like. And then also, can we talk about like all of a sudden he's he said two curse words in a row and yeah. it just was like what's yeah. happening? And he,
1: he said them like he'd been cursing the whole movie, like it yeah. just flowed out of him that naturally.
0: And instead of being like you, you potato head, like it should have been something like that. Yeah,
1: but but no, like this he was like you know okay I'm gonna swear at you like I just swore at this person. I was like no, that and his didn't dad happen.
0: doesn't even swear in front of him, yeah. so if it was like you this, you that, you this and he was just quoting him. Yeah. Like they do with a lot of kids in movies, uh-huh. but that's
1: like if they would have just Mrs. Doubt fired him?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But they that's not what happened.
1: So, the other thing that this movie does that always bugs me, and The Meg did this too, and I think I mentioned this on the episode of The Meg, but where it's like, you know, like, yeah, we finished it. Oh, my God, there was a bigger one the whole time? <laughs> and, like, as soon as the 11-foot-tall Predator came out, I, I just rolled my eyes so hard. A, because I'm pretty sure that was mocap or CGI, but it didn't always look good. There well, were- they
0: see c- they CG'd when uh, the, the big Predator had the... Um, Soldier in the air, uh-huh. and that like was like super Zoom, like like it was literally like Instagram super Zoom to his face. Y- again, and it bad was, editing. <laughs> it was such, and it was so CGI when they had this like live action. They had so much live action in there. So when you throw blatant CGI with so much actually really good suit work, yeah. like suit work well,
1: parts was it, on point. Parts of it kind of reminded me of that movie Super 8. Uh, which is a really mm. good movie. The CGI isn't great, but it's also you know seven years old at this point. Yeah. But there were moments in there where like they had a quick shot of the creature like picking somebody up, yes. and it was an actual animatronic. You know. Yes.
0: So if you're gonna do a close up, especially when you have the suit work. There were times though
1: where the CGI in this movie kind of reminded me of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So like if you go back and you watch <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it's yeah. like where the big gorilla is like throwing Bob Hoskins out of there, you can tell that he's like on a wire or something, and like he's not really. Moving with the animation, there were one or two times where it felt like that.
0: Yeah. Now the-
1: I will say the shot where the predator, the second predator gives them like a seven-minute head start, and then they're in the woods, and then they look up and it just kind of like peeks out through there. Like that actually looked pretty good. And it wouldn't surprise me if they had some kind of model or puppet there.
0: Yeah, i mean, we'll have to we'll have to triple check. I I mean, I know the predator was a real person, mm-hmm. obviously. But
1: yeah, I don't know how they did the second Predator, but however they did it, it, just didn't look great, you know. Well, it didn't
0: look as good with someone who was just so awesome. Yeah. You know, and then why? I don't know. Yeah,
1: like yeah, I, like honestly, up until the moment where they kill the first Predator, I kept thinking this movie can still pull it off. This movie can still pull it off. Like I started off like where, you know, some some pretty. Rough filmmaking happened. I was like, okay, you know, right now I'm still like a three spine on this, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, two and a half. Okay, it can, it may come back from this two and a half. And then around the time where you got into the second and third act of the movie, I was just like, okay, two. This is just not a good movie.
0: Yeah, it just was. It, oh, like, I don't know. I also too, when they decided not to, they also so okay, dogs. They didn't love. They didn't keep the pibble around. Right. The whole editing on that was like, oh, although it was very pro-pibble. I'm very glad about that. Yes. However, then they get they shoot this alien dog in the head and it becomes an alliance for them. And all they do is play fetch with it as opposed to use it as a dog friend.
1: Well, I will give them a pass on that, though. Uh, on how they use the alien dog, because first of all, the first thing they do is they shoot a grenade down the first alien dog's throat. Yes. Uh, the second one, they shoot it in the head and it's still alive and it just kind of whimpers away. It hurts. It's
0: medulla oblongata. Yes. Um,
1: but what they were doing, so like, remember this all, this part of it all takes place in the, in the course of like a night or two. Right. Um, But they, so, so the. They saw that they could play fetch with the dog and get to do what they were doing. So that's as close as they got. Now, once they kill the main predator, uh, they never mention that dog again.
0: I know. And they had this little like bony friend that could have like gone around with them and been a helpful thing.
1: Especially if they were trying to set it up for a new franchise, which is obviously what they were doing at oh. the end of this movie. Oh my gosh. The end of this movie is just like... I hesitate to use the word garbage, so we'll say trash.
0: Right, basura. Yes. Um, I hope it comes in forty-two long. So
1: the end of this movie, guys. Ugh, and it's hard for me to talk about this without swearing. So I want you guys to appreciate how how I'm trying to keep this as family friendly as possible. Um, so the end of this movie, guys. They go into like the military, the military base where like you know. Sterling. Where Kitt- his son
0: has a, has yeah, a job where, where now. Yeah, where his
1: son is gainfully employed. <laughs> um,
0: I'll and- have to tell your mother about this. Like your mama don't know!
1: <laughs> Where's my son been this whole time? A giant alien just crashed through my through my house. You're never going to see me again, but I'm not going to think about where my son is. Your
0: mama would be... You ma- That's not how it works.
1: So, they get there, and I was really caught... I, this line really caught me, where the head of the institute is there and he's like, first I want to thank you for having such a cool son. Did you catch that line too? Yeah. And did you roll your eyes too?
0: Uh, hun, by this time, I think my eyes are permanently stuck in a roll position.
1: Yeah. So they do that. They go and, uh, and kid is gainfully employed by the U.S. military. And then they're like, well, this is what the original... Oh, yeah. The original predator was apparently on our side the whole time. That's um, malarkey. So... Apparently what they say is that like the predator species is looking to colonize Earth in another couple of generations because uh you know glo- we're killing our we're killing our environment, and it's gonna become uninhabitable, which is perfect for them. So they're gonna come and they're basically going to wipe us all out. Uh, apparently first predator was like, no, that's not right. So he came to give to give us a gift to help us with that. And you find out what that is at the very end of the movie um
0: which when the realization of that was kind of cool
1: yeah but so like it's just this like flying thing i thought they were going to give us one of the aliens from alien and i was just going to be like oh really and it's like you you guys worked so hard and you're just back to alien versus predator again
0: i feel like that might have been better
1: at this point, who knows? <laughs> uh, but then it's this flying thing that shoots itself at a scientist and attaches itself to its to his arm, and then all of a sudden it's like this mech suit, kind of like a Spider Man in Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a predator, and it can like aim at like twenty things at once, and they translate it to it's a predator killer, and then it goes back because I they... feel like
0: that, w- that wasn't that in an- another movie because that care the the incarnation of it looked.
1: It looked like a predator.
0: I know, but it looked some. It looked like something specific. It's not anything that I recognize. Oh, least. okay. Maybe I just made it up. But
1: then it gets itself off there because there are no predators around, and uh, it drops to the floor. And then the guys, the the guy in who's in charge of the institute is like, "What is that?" And the main character, bland white guy, uh, southern stereotype, says, "That's my new suit. I hope it comes in forty-two long." Credits. Credits. There's this movie from the mid two thousands that was actually a pretty good movie up until the point that I'm about to use as an example of. It's called Red Eye. It was a Wes Craven movie. It was the one with uh, Killian Murphy and Rachel McAdams Mm -hmm. on the airplane, and it was a pretty yeah. yeah, It was actually a pretty good movie. But the movie ends on now what I've I use as a term, which is uh, like the whole the whole point he's like trying to be like you know why don't you have a bay breeze i know it's your favorite drink and that comes up a few times in the movie and at the very end she, whenever she wins and she's with her friend they're like you want to grab a drink she's like anything but a bay breeze. and it either like cuts to black or it freeze frames or something like that so every time something like that happens where it ends on a joke that isn't very good i call it a bay breeze moment
0: the bay breeze moment yes yeah,
1: so this l- movie ends on a bay breeze moment uh same way uh american gangster with russell crowe and Denzel Washington. Oof. That ends on a bay breeze moment because Oof. like he gets out and they like he cr- tries to cross the street without looking first, and a car almost hits him, and Russell Crowe puts his like stops short with him basically.
0: He and, mom he mom arms him. Yes.
1: And then like the movie ends on the freeze frame of them being like, whoa? <laughs> so so I want to hear about your Baybreeze moments. Do you guys have any movies that you can think of ends on a Bay Breeze moment? Okay. Because I'll, I'll tell you something. Spoiler alert: The Predator ends on uh, a Baybreeze moment.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a code it's a code red. Yeah, Bay Breeze moment. So needless to say, just to uh, to make a summary, this was not a great movie. No. And the only thing good about it, they killed. Yes. And didn't let us enjoy it yeah and and it was the big big dude that killed the 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 thing that we liked the best
1: yeah um it was it was an indominus rex moment (sighs) so jessica just beat her head on the microphone you're not going to hear that on the podcast but i want you all to know that it happened she beat her head on the microphone out of frustration
0: i did i'm sorry
1: um yes so would you recommend seeing this movie
0: if you partake in adult things, then yes.
1: Honestly, guys, there there are much better bad movies you could see if you wanted to see this as a bad movie. Well,
0: actually, if you're gonna go, if you were like, oh, I need to go see something that's like very meathead and watch white dudes kill things, watch the first Predator.
1: Yeah, watch Predator 1, Predator 2, and Predators. Honestly, I liked Predators. You know?
0: If I had a better, better memory for all of this? But also, this was a this was a 2018 movie trying to be a 1980 film. And I don't feel like they even treated women as badly other than there were no really no women present in those movies but like, good God, if one more person, like, talked to Olivia Munn like like that, and like, she didn't put a gun in their head, also, she had some bad gun handling moments, and I was like, she's a scientist, you have to remember that. Um, I just, oh, I just.
1: (sighs) You, You guys are better served without seeing this movie. If you go see this movie, go into it knowing that it's not gonna be very good, and maybe you'll enjoy it, because honestly, like, I was like, okay, I like the Predator movies. I like Shane Black. I like a lot of the people in this cast. I'm interested to see Keegan Michael Key do something different.
0: And he and here's the thing: they all did. And so I would say go see it. I would say go see it. Also,
1: I would say don't spend a whole lot of money on this movie. Oh
0: yeah, like if you're in California, go to the cheap theater. It, it's worth seeing the creature suit work. Yeah, the creature suit work is really really good in this. Yeah, because that is a and and you know as we'll you know as we'll learn this it's a that's a clunky suit. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious, I'm curious more about the history of wearing that suit because it's always been a stunt person, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And any sort of suit work, like when we did the Friday the 13th, Never Hike Alone, like that's not even a full suit and that was all silicone and getting any articulation. That takes a real performer to do that. Yeah, It really takes a real true performer to do that. And if that's something that you're, you're kind of nerdy like nerdy about like me but then just be prepared just be prepared to watch that and i'm pretty sure some people left in our theater it's sometimes okay to leave a movie yeah it's sometimes okay so see what you want to see and then once they kill him just know it's downhill from there
1: all right guys well uh thanks for tuning in Uh, as always i am jordan
0: i'm jess and this is date night at the movies
1: all right we'll see you next time